0: the airwaves. A safe space for people of color and our allies. Join us every week as we have real dialogue with people going through real life. Your dynamic, your dialogue. Come get some. am in the studio today with some very special people. Um, I've got Ono Iwarie, of yep. uh, Morehouse College in here today. We've got Takesha Smith, um, licensed uh, clinical uh, therapist. And I have got uh, Elle Lachey-Farmer, uh, author culturalist, uh, brand expert and culturalist, along with myself. And I have some special guests uh, shadowing in the studio today. Uh, so today we're talking about relationships in the age of Me Too. Um felt this was a very important topic because, you know, although I'm a person that's just as concerned about the damage that someone like R. Kelly has done, um, I think it's important that we understand that everybody is human, everybody has an experience, mm-hmm. and you, you, he is the way he is because he was created. He wasn't born that way. You know, he had an experience that made him that way. Um, and I, I I do not laugh at those memes because I honor that, that mm-hmm. he had an experience that made him that way, and this is his journey. Um Everybody, I believe in redemption. And I know lots of people probably would say, oh my gosh, that's so horrible. But um, we talk about what's happening and we have to really have honest conversations about who these people are that are offenders in the age of Me Too. And when we look at who they are, in his case, it was his sister. Um, So, you know, in in cases like that, I think that redemption is necessary. So we want to really talk about relationships in the age of Me Too. And I want to start out with, Asking my panel here some uh, questions, starting out with um, Ella Shane. Um I want to ask you, um, everyone to hear, um, how much time do you spend getting to know a person that you're interested in?
1: I don't feel like you ever really stop learning the person. Mm-hmm. And to put a time frame on how much it takes to enter a relationship is dependent upon the person. Well, how much I've- Right, I would the the last relationship, the last relationship where I broke up with someone, we knew each other probably about two months, but we were together seven years. I probably should have ended it five years earlier, but I was still getting to know this person, and in getting to know people, after a while they start showing you the demons Mm. and the things that they're dealing with. Um, I think that in the I think that in this current age, it, you should spend more time getting to know yourself before worrying about know if you know someone because you'll find yourself flexing on expectations because you haven't really figured out if you want them or you figure out you know this person and they like horseback riding. Now you like horseback riding, but two years later you might not even like horseback riding, but this person did, so. I don't think that six months is long enough I don't like two years you still haven't seen this person's dark side you know they haven't even shown you what they're capable of I've dated people that didn't know what they were capable of until they got pushed by someone else so I can't really say there's an appropriate length of time that's a to where you should move forward well
0: it's just Individual. Right, right. So,
2: so he have a. So, I'm kind of going to piggyback off what Shay is saying, and I think being that we are, or we should be, lifelong learners, it, it, the same theory applies to who we are as individuals. And putting a cap on that just makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm not the same person that I was um, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, hell, even a year ago. And I think it's important to get to know someone um, and that could be within a two to five or ten year time frame or longer. Get to know someone with, what they're like when 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 money is limited, when you're not having sex, when they're cheating on you, when you have kids to come into play, when somebody loses a job, when there's some type of instability, turmoil, hardship, adversity. That's when you see who that person is at that time in their life. But people do evolve, develop and change. Um, There is a, a friend I recently reconnected with and we were both just talking about how different we are now versus what we were in our 20s. And when I was 21. So don't give it a time frame. Just be clear on who you are at that time. And then if this is someone that you can grow with. That sounds, I mean, that makes sense to me. But if not, you know, I think that's up for you to decide at that time. Um, but don't put a time frame on it.
0: So that's a very, you brought some very interesting points out, and I'll talk about that okay. a little bit
3: later. Um, so, Una, what about you? I mean, I'm pretty much going to piggyback on what <laughs> they said. I, you know, that's that's a bad part about going last. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I don't really, when it comes to relationships or anything, I don't believe in timelines, period. Because every like you can know somebody for a month and have a deeper connection Mm -hmm. understanding a deeper intimacy with them versus someone you've known for four or five years and you don't know jack about them you because you have not connected on that level so i think like a lot of times we try to you know like really time really is an artificial construct that we created and we try to say like that's why like a Steve Harvey book drives me nuts. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> 60 days or what was it? 60 days? Is it? it was 90, 90, days. Days. 90, 90, days, 90, 90 days. days. 90 days. 90 yeah. days. 90 days. I'm like, <clears throat> this is so arbitrary because every relationship is different. So you can't just do blanket timelines. Even if, even you as a person, you can't say, well, I do this for 30 days. I don't, I do this. 30 days with one person could be completely different than 30 days with the next person. You know, mm-hmm. so, I, so I try to avoid the timeline thought process to begin well, with.
2: Well, his whole book treated relationships as if it was a cleanse. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know? So
0: I think the point of, of of that 90 days is, you know, lots of guys meet a woman and they'll, uh, what do they call it? Love bomb. They
2: mm-hmm.
0: romance you very quickly mm-hmm. and, you know, this whole technique. I, yeah,
2: I get it. Yeah, so, and you know. so
0: just so that they can hit it and then they're out. So I think that's his idea. of. Well, hey, well you, you know, know
3: guys will women? wait yeah, I was just about to so, say that. They,
0: they'll, they'll, wait
3: 90 days. they'll
1: wait 120.
0: Yeah. In his mind, that's where, I think that's what his approach right. is to that, where that whole idea
2: comes from. He was trying to protect women who kept calling or writing in, saying, yeah. you know, I fall into this. But that's another form of masculinity. And like you just mm. said, guys will wait you out. I, there, there, and are men, honey, there are men yeah. that <laughs> wait <you. Yeah.
1: laughs> They will. And yeah. will they still will. turn
2: around and be shit and treat you like For shit years. after they wait. Yeah two years longer than two years yeah longer than two years let's be clear
1: they're probably rotating so it doesn't affect them that you're not giving them any vagina they're still getting their needs met
2: somebody else at the turnstile
0: so but you said something earlier about uh getting to know people uh takisha uh without the sex Right. Looking at how they handle their finances. Right. Um, you know, how do they handle difficulty? Right. So when, and you also mentioned about a person kind of really, you know, showing you who they are. Their mm-hmm. So when you are really interested in someone and their demons show up, you know, you start to see, okay, uh, you know, they're, you know, you say you've been, you know, talking to somebody for mm-hmm. a couple of months or however long. Right. And then you realize that, you know, um, they're having difficulty with money. And you're not necessarily in alignment with how they're handling that difficulty. Mm. Or you see a side of them that you didn't expect to see. How do you connect with that? What does that say to you? I mean, how do you, you know, do do you look at that with uh, compassion or curiosity? Or do you say, okay, mm, I'm
2: done. I think it depends on on how big of the demon it is Mm -hmm. or what it is. You know, if, if. If, I'm, if we're meeting and you're talking about how attractive little kids are, mm-hmm. that's an immediate deal breaker. I'm not trying to connect with that. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to get past that. I'm not trying to figure that out or help you cope with that. It, done. Mm-hmm. Deal breaker. If it is something where we can have dialogue about and you're open and respectful to, to my thoughts, my ideas, what I have to say, and we can build off that, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a lot of shit we can work through. But not the deal breakers. Not and the deal yeah, breakers. yeah, yeah. You gotta know what you gotta have your deal breakers, and your deal breakers need to be realistic. Okay, don't if 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 I'm having a moment and I'm crying, um, oh she's dramatic, and, and I can't deal with a woman who's dramatic. Well, your mama cry, your sister cry. Thank you. so yeah, much Yeah, you for cry, you to be told. You know. So, so let me let me use myself <clears throat> as an example. Because mm-hmm. You just that
0: was a beautiful segue just into where I want to go. Okay. So I, I'm a person that's a survivor, right? Of right. domestic violence, sexual trauma. Um, so I have a whole sense of sensitivity mm-hmm. that some guys in dating, they don't see. I've been on dates where I've met
2: people, and they've done <laughs> some very interesting things <laughs> upon meeting. Yeah, why don't you say it? Because that needs to be said. It's okay. This is a safe space. You can say it. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so a perfect example. Well, I don't know. I
2: mean... If you're not comfortable, don't No, I mean, well, in this
0: particular example, I don't know that it necessarily fits, but... um, Oh, well, it it can. It's Mm -hmm. a range. I've met people where, like, upon the first meeting, they've done things from, like, grab me and kiss me. And his, in a man's perspective, Mm -hmm. he thinks that's romantic. He's being romantic because somebody probably older told him, you know... That she wants to
2: be, or oh, that's what's been working. Right, right. it's been working. Mm-hmm. But
0: for me, if I don't know you like that, I don't want you. You grab. I'm a person that has experienced trauma, and for me, people think about it when it's happened to me a couple of times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They didn't like my reaction. I'm like backing up, kind of freezing, and it just, I'm, I'm gonna immediately leave you alone, right? Because I. For me, that tells me that you're you're not conscious of me as a person. A boundaries. You you just reached out because you felt the urge to reach out right with no concern for me as a human being as to whether or not I wanted to engage with you in that way. But lots of men receive that as oh, she's stuck up or what's mm-hmm. wrong with her or she's mm-hmm. tense, she's uptight. And I've had experiences from that all the way to
2: the results experience of name calling.
0: That and I've I've had experience where I met a guy and we were you know just having breakfast at a bakery and and at the end of the meeting I he just after walking me to my car he, I put my purse I sit down in the car I talked about it last season um, I put my I sat down in the car and I put my purse down in the seat and when I turn back around I'm literally looking at an erect penis in my face.
1: Like, what?
0: in the bakery parking lot, right, and I, I, I have a handicap tag, <laughs> problem, right, so I'm in the front, right, so just imagine me as a trauma survivor, so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there like, what kind of crazy is this? I froze, right, I just froze, because I'm like, and then I asked him, well, I kind of pushed it out the way, like, can you put that away? <laughs> you know, but people were expecting my immediate reaction to be the fight. As a person, I, I, mm. my brain is it's just freeze. like...
2: Yeah, it's, because it's fight or flight. Right, yeah. because I'm like, yeah. what kind Anchorage. of person
0: is this that we're, you know? You're thinking, what kind of person is this that I'm standing here? We're in public. Mm-hmm. We're in the front of a bakery at Perimeter
2: Mall, and, and we st- just met.
0: And he's sta- <laughs> we just the first day I've ever seen your yeah. face, and I'm standing here looking at your <laughs> <bully>. <laughs> totally not even. I don't even know where that came from because we he spent the whole time talking about his ex, so I have no idea where that even came from.
3: But the amazing thing is this. Everything guys do, they do because at some point it worked for them. Right. So that's the part that I was amazing when I hear like bizarre behavior. Right. I'm like, wait a minute. He's doing this. Somebody's rewarded this behavior. Mm-hmm. So there's people out here rewarding that craziness,
2: confirming mm-hmm. the foolishness. Right.
3: So it's yes. like, so, so, so sometimes when I hear these stories, I'm like, okay, who. Where are you getting this from? Who 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 told
2: you that Especially
3: guys who are successful in relationships, because if they do it in one relationship, they probably did it along the way. So, I mean, this is this guy's M.O. He walks around pulling his Johnson out Mm -hmm. with women he just met in public in a parking lot. Like, here you go. And it's like... (laughs) That's
1: how that shapes the culture. Right. That's how that shapes the culture. Because if I tell you that I'm disgusted by it, you're looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm the only one who told you we. Right. I don't respond to hard dicks in the parking lot. <laughs> you know, I'm the first person who ever told you that. <laughs> not in the parking lot. <laughs> in the <laughs> handicapped spot. And we I can just go, like, we're not doing this. I mean, now I'm yeah. Hey, we've been dating together for a while. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's
0: right. a whole other yeah.
1: story. Because but I'm trying I to figure out what What did you do to make, and probably nothing. It just, like, like it worked. It worked. It had nothing to do. And
0: so, that's the that this is where we really this is the meat of this discussion, right. really in the age of me too because there's lots of questions right because you would find yourself asking someone ask what what did I do what did I say first thing you know she must have really what was she saying to this dude because we culture
2: women but you to know
3: think but the thing is and to, that's all right see that's rape culture in and of itself yep. because what happens is when guys do inappropriate behavior right women are mm-hmm. immediately conditioned. To say, what did I do wrong to bring this on me? Like, did I do something to send a signal? Did I did I give the wrong messages? That, because that's what we do in society. Because the first thing the we ask system. is like, well, what was what was she wearing? What did she do? Why she go over there? Why she do this? Why she, she? Why wearing? are you asking why mm-hmm. she did whatever if he did the inappropriate behavior? The question should be why did he do x, y, and z? And our knee jerk reaction and, and like you know, it's it's all recorded messages. So I have mm-hmm. to check myself sometimes. Like. If, if I have a New jerk reaction like that, I'm going to be like, what are you doing? Because it's never about the victim. It's about the perpetrator. It's about so, and, and, and people don't, and we don't reinforce that in society. In society, even like when you, when you talk about the, the Bill Cosby's, you know, well, why were you going over his hotel? It doesn't matter why she did whatever. That didn't give him carte to do whatever he wants.
0: Right, you to know? violate. So, so right. that's and, what he did. Exactly, and and exactly. Right. And, it, and, yes. the, and the kicker is, is that I spent at least two months talking to this guy on the phone.
2: Right, so nothing presented. Nothing. And, and, there was no warning. And I've had lots
0: of instances where you know you're talking to people, you know, you you encounter people, and whether you meet them on the internet, meet right. them in person, and then you encounter them in a way that's so different, and you don't know. I've had ex- another experience with a guy years ago where you know we were part of a group and we all hung out together and the one and I felt that he was like he worked in security I think at one of the local colleges and so I when he wanted to come over one day I didn't think anything of it right because I mean we were all kind of like a community but when he got me when he came to my apartment that's when he became sexually aggressive hmm. so and then part and for me there's a couple of layers here so the first layer is how we respond right and what What's the genesis of this? Um so we gotta know there's a genesis to all of this behavior. Yeah. Right? There's and I'm starting to realize as, as I think I mentioned last time, I've dated several men that have confided in me. They've been sexually uh-huh. assaulted themselves. So uh-huh. in men, it you know, we're we're dealing with situations where we've got women who some women you say it worked before with this whipping out of the,
2: the mm. f- being inappropriate, yeah. Being
0: inappropriate, yeah. right? It's worked before. But see how why did it work? Because there may be a woman he did that to because I I will tell you in that moment I will be lying if I didn't say fear didn't go through me because in my brain I'm thinking what kind of person is this that would stand in a parking lot in public like am I going to get punched in the face next and you know what's going to happen you don't know what's going to happen so maybe some woman might have responded to that in a way that pleased him because she was afraid
2: Or because maybe that was the norm for her, because maybe there was, she was on the other end of trauma. She's
0: on the other end of trauma. And so he may think sometimes women. Sometimes there are women who have sex when
2: they really don't want to. Absolutely, all the time. Married women with dating women yet. So the second
1: part yeah. of rape culture is to comply. Yeah. So yeah. the the, fir- the first part is you know the initial request of okay here's my penis. Yep. The second part is as a woman because I've been in that position where I had to decide mm-hmm. are do you care about this penis or not and if I have to reflect on you know whether I should take advantage of penis or not I probably shouldn't right because I was put in the situation I wasn't prepared if I'm literally sitting here debating. Why is this penis in my face? Right. You and it like like Luna said, it's not on the victim; it's on the perpetrator. So, but the second part is complying to the request. So, women obviously comply mm-hmm. to the request, mm-hmm.
2: and we have what, to explore what, what makes more, us and have comply. more conversations and dialogue and more healing with women as to why we feel obligated to comply when we don't want to. That's and it's right. okay to say no. And if you're not here after I decide to say no, then there's the door. Beat it and be okay to stand in there. Right, now see, and here's two layers now, right? So the, the first layer is when you're
0: first meeting somebody mm-hmm. and you have this encounter, for me, that's, I'm single right now because I'm telling you, mm-hmm. I, that is big. Right, you, I run into a lot of cases where it's men that are very impulsive and they just, woo,
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: one minute you're sitting there next minute <laughs> one minute you're sitting there next minute they're like on you and it's like you don't see it coming you're not prepared so you don't really know how to react so that's one thing so for me that's for one adult
2: thing. men I'll say men. I, I don't expect that from adult men but as mothers who have raised males and as clinicians who understand and just people in the room too the, the there are genetic differences between males and females and at times there there are different drives and instinct instinctions and, and impulsivity. It, I'm not excusing the behavior. I'm acknowledging the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've had males, I've had psychiatrists and other professionals that I've worked with that just blatantly say, you know, the, the, what keeps a lot of women from being raped or violated is the fact that a lot of men don't want to go to jail. And, and it doesn't mean that they are bad men. They're just responding. To the nature of who they are, so I don't want to demonize men at the same time for being healthy sexual people, individuals. Um, so I want to be really careful with that, but at the, and at the same time, saying what understanding what no, no means, and and what violation means, and how to control. So we have to create safe spaces for men to be able to express that and to be redeemed and to know that that's okay, and how to control that, how to cultivate that mm-hmm. at the same time.
0: Right, so part of that other thing is um, in that, so we we do have, there is healthy sexual mm-hmm. behavior, but then, again, um, there's unhealthy, right? So yes. far, what we've described is very unhealthy, right. um, and I think there's, a, a, the the genesis to that is some of these men are dealing with their own trauma. Right.
3: So, but, can I, but also, can I say separate of trauma, removed, because you, you're talking... Let's say, let's say ten percent population, right? Hypothetically, of males, mm-hmm. right? It's still a relatively small percentage versus the percentage of males who engage in sexually inappropriate behavior. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff, it really is, you know, beyond trauma. We reinforce it in society and we send mixed messages. So, That's like, right. so as a guy, like, I can't tell you how many times, you know, it is. And the thing is, because I think about these things and I'm not a self-centered person. I know how to. Well, hopefully, I know how to navigate these things because I'm sure because half these guys who are out here raping women don't think they're raping women, no, right? Don't and do and not. They, they they literally do not. Do not. They literally. That's what I'm saying. We they gotta literally have... But part of it is also the message. So society was sent like you you know you watch these porns, you watch these TV shows where like no don't like like. So I used to watch like old school James Bond and. I decided to uh, this past holiday season I rewatched some uh, old James Bond movies Mm -hmm. and I'm like you know the Roger not Roger Moore the um what's that guy's name Mm -hmm. Shaw Connor yeah yeah no he's raping women every episode I like I like (laughs) I like like raping so like literally there was this episode. No, no, no. And she, he just keeps trying. He's he's pulling her clothes off. He's, and then finally, you know, so she's fighting him, resisting him, fighting him, resisting him. And finally, oh, okay. Jesus. And, and then, like, now they're all, like, lovey-dovey. And I'm just like, and you see that a lot where the, the woman's, like, hitting you. And then you grab them and you kiss them. And then she knows they the clothes on. So it's like you send that message. And then mm-hmm. there are, and women also receive these messages, too. So there are some women who will be, like, you know, yeah, get aggressive with me, get aggressive with me, and they'll they like it. But the thing is, that's okay if it's you have a you have a healthy communication mm-hmm. and that's communicated ahead of time and you know and and she's saying it's okay. But the problem is with guys, we'll take something that is okay with one woman and we apply it across the board because it reinforces right. what we want to do what anyways, you, what we like. We so down. so it works for you know so so there may actually be women because we were talking about women who respond out of trauma, who comply out of trauma. There may be some women out there who respond because they like that. Right. But if that's the case, like, because I mean, like, I'll be honest with you. There's so I get into this the, the dick pic conversation all the time on social media, right? You know, like I see all there used to be all these posts like, why guys send unsolicited dick pics? Why guys send unsolicited dick pics? Why, guys send, dick pics? why guys send unsolicited dick pics? Right? Well. Okay, so ninety percent of women respond negatively to, like, I'm, I'm making up numbers. Let's say ninety percent of women respond negatively to random dick pics, right? Mm-hmm. But you got ten, you got one, you know, one out of let's say one out of ten actually responds. So you send your dick pic, right, to a hundred women. You now have ten women who who responded positively, who be like, yeah, come on, let's get together. I want to try that out. Da 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 the effort of sending a send button, you've now attracted 10 more women than you did, than you did before. So, while from a non-selfish point of view, that is horrible, because you've mortified 90 women. Absolutely. 90% of
2: women, yeah. But, said, ne- but you just
3: had sex with 10 right, women. You're worried who, about your ROI yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> on your dick pic, yeah Sounds But 10 but, but but you've now had sex with 10 women who you may not have had sex with otherwise. It reinforces the behavior. It you does.
0: Know, that it was progress. That was success.
3: At least it, you got right.
0: 10 out of. So right. So part of that challenge is, you all are exactly right, it's it's the culture that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. And so first, I just have to say, um, you know, I think part of it is, to go back to what you said, Ono, about uh, the it, for the few that it does work, Mm. They use that small response to justify the rest mm-hmm. because it, it supports what they want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we should know that no woman wa- has a rape fantasy because she has a completely healthy sexual outlook. Nobody just wants to be wants you to just beat them during sex mm. because they just thought it was cool for no reason. Mm-hmm. There's 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 going to be a story behind that, right? You know, understanding that if she wants you to. You know, if we should know that if so what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is it may justify what you want, but you've gotta know that you're looking at somebody that's probably has a history if they want you to beat them, <coughs> if they want these things, these kind of alternative things to happen during the sexual encounter.
2: So so I wanna be I wanna agree with what you're saying and at the same time I wanna be careful and I want the audience to understand that sexuality is is such a broad, mm-hmm. requires such a broad stroke or brush. And there are, um, one of the things I'm working on now is my sex certification. There's a whole process we have to go through. Mm-hmm. But there are um, females, as I'm studying, as I'm learning, and Vice does some pretty good um, shows and docu-series on this. People who report limited or no trauma, and that's a fantasy. But I understand what you're saying and what our motive is, is to not continue to perpetuate that the assumption is that that's all women or all partners exactly. or spouses. So I get get what you're saying with that, and I agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it requires more exploration um, on the other end, but for right now, I understand what you're saying. That's for the, cause for yeah. the most part, I mean, if there's a reason... If, if you've grown up with a healthy sexual
0: outlook,
1: mm-hmm.
0: why would you want
1: somebody to beat you and bring you? I do what? want to talk more about that. Yeah. That um, submission. Yeah, I, I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. No, I mean we're probably gonna say something, but I want to talk right. about the submission later. So left.
3: there is. It's not necessarily. So things that you're attracted to sexually it doesn't necessarily result of a sexual right. event that happened. So, doesn't for example, a
0: sexual event. I'm right. talking about if you've grown up with a healthy perspective. Right,
3: but so right. let's say for example, you know, so people who are in because I don't want to demonize people who are into right. sadomasochism or whatever. Right, uh, right. I right. don't want to demonize that.
0: Right. Yeah. So but that's what like, that is. So, the, so the, for
3: so the, for so for like let's say for example, uh, so someone who in their life, they're very controlled, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sexually, they'll want to be dominated, dominated. Mm-hmm. because it's a release from the pressure that they feel, so like because they're so A, you know, alpha A personality type, et cetera, et cetera. The, so that's why you have so many of mm-hmm. like these, you know, corporate America types who are like captains of industry who then are paying somebody to Addominant pee on them desire. and, and, and or you whipping, know, or, 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 or pinch their submit. nipples or whatever, yeah.
0: you know? To yeah. it, it still so. goes to another place, so it does. And, and I think that's a good, another good point because we're going to cover that in okay. the show on aces. Right. Lots oh, of okay. times when we talk about trauma, we think that trauma is physical or sexual. Yeah. But yes. there's trauma that's outside of that, right? Because there's psychological trauma. You know, you can go up, grow up in a, an experience where you've never had any kind of trauma. There are asexual people, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it, where you had no kind of physical or sexual trauma, but still have. Uh, unhealthy outlooks because of maybe you were raised by two narcissistic parents. Right. right. Psychological you know, trauma. There's, yeah, there's mental all, trauma. There's so many mm-hmm. different levels to it. Uh, food instability, housing, all mm-hmm. these things, they do contribute to traumatic experiences in the way that we perceive things. And I totally understand what you're saying about mm-hmm. people that, you know, want to, you know, they're so A-type and powerful that they want to be dominated, right? But again, it's how you're dominated, and it's how much you can allow a person to do to you. Right.
3: But um, it's also what works for those two individuals right so communicating right so like you're a consenting adult she's a consenting adult she wants to dominate you you want to be dominated you guys are a perfect match you guys both what she does you like it and it makes you happy and what she does she likes it it makes her happy and it does not impact your your life in negative out like it doesn't have negative consequences for the rest of your life I can't say that from a clinical perspective that that is wrong. No, I'm saying it's wrong,
0: but how do you know? Or
3: even unhealthy, because I'm saying like... So
0: when you have two people, Mm -hmm. say for example, Mm -hmm. how do you tell the difference between two people who have had those experiences... Because this is exactly where we are.
2: Okay. Right? Had, when you say those experience, what are you talking well,
0: we've had, like, the type of sexual experiences, sexual trauma. Okay. or You know, one or two people, and they come together and say, for example, look at what R. Kelly does. He does not have mm-hmm. the concept in his mind at all that what he sees is sex. He doesn't see that as abusive. Mm-hmm. At all. At all. And neither do the young ladies that he's with. But the caveat is... Right now, because they just read this is part of the conversation. Uh, Neither do they see it that way. But then I was just reading an article in Atlantic the other day. It was talking about how some of the women from the past who were in these two young ladies shoes right now, Mm -hmm. they were there and they were saying, I'm consenting to this. I want this. This is okay with me. But now that they have grown as individuals and they've begun to explore themselves and heal, they're now realizing, oh, my gosh, this was abuse.
3: Well, I think R Kelly's a different situation yeah, because it, those are, those are kids. Kids. So their frontal lobes
0: oh, are underdeveloped. We're not talking about kids. We're talking about these two young ladies that he's living right now are 22 and 25. Right. So they're kids. no, no, no.
2: When he these, first got them, they were kids, and they're still. No, but
0: listen to me now; these are right today. We're talking. Yeah, they're about
3: twenty-five. I'm, I'm, I'm saying they're still kids. Right, but yeah.
0: you're saying they're still kids, but you know nowhere else in society right. are they seen as kids. But medically well, and clinically, they
2: exactly. are. Right? Exactly. But, me, but yeah. med-
0: med- 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 medically, and clinically, they are. Right. But this is the same population mm-hmm. that's out in the street, right? That we see all of the same kind of problems with, right? Right. So it's the same reason why there was a club right here in in Gwinnett opera oh I mean, where this young right. and that was rape yes so right. this man so again it's about perception and we already already yeah. know that you know because there are periods of time where people can go through experiences like that and they're not even aware mm-hmm. of it it took me years i was in my 30s before i realized so for me Prior to my thirties, mm-hmm. I probably would have been a person. Well, no, I can't say I was that far into all that kind of stuff. But I would have been a person that there would have been things that were deviant, all kinds of. Well, I don't even like using the word deviant. That was that was what I was going to yeah, say because like when we, we say
1: deviant, yeah, what is like normal? Because we're saying that we're yeah, deviating okay, that's what from a norm. Calls
0: it, but it's yeah, Because yeah. there's really not a norm, but there's types of these desires that's different. Right. That that I would have acted out in a place where I didn't realize. Right. That I was acting from an unhealthy place because I hadn't explored myself that yet, that far yet. Once I got and This was before
2: that, the age of thirty. Right, right. But right. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: once I got once I got over that age of thirty, because of course y'all are clinicians, so y'all are gonna know. But you know, no, nowhere, and in, in our hearts and minds, right. we know right. that these are young people. I wouldn't call them necessarily kids, right? Right, because we know they're not quite over the bridge. But we also know it's a part of a grooming process. So if we have people being groomed into this because this is a culture. Mm-hmm. All of these things that you're talking about, these are whole cultures that people that are often broken and go through all these troubles, they gravitate towards these and find themselves in those places. Mm-hmm. Some get lost and stay. Some some stay and some don't.
1: So like Ono said earlier, I think it has to do with a lot of that mixed messaging it does. that we've been receiving, like we right. have been taught to be right. submissive, right. give up with that fight. Like if you do feel yourself fighting, give in. Because that's the masculine energy that wants you. So, so I think that's that's where a lot of that comes from. So
0: if you haven't explored it, and what I'm saying is that a lot of us, mm-hmm. right, mental health, all of this stuff, trauma, these are conversations that we're just now having. Right. We're just now getting to a place where even black men are saying, uh, where even black men are saying, you know, hey, me too, like Terry Crews. And look at how we respond. So what I'm trying to get to the heart of is, is even when we do have these these people that come into these situations. Because like again, I can say I could have been one of those people. When we have people that come and have what people would call different kinds of encounters, how do we treat them? How do we handle those encounters? And how do we draw the line between how do we know when to respect a person who has crossed that bridge and say, I I'm, I can't, this is not my space. So if we're so comfortable with this as a culture, right? regardless of age, because I I can tell you there's not much difference between dating in in the 21-age category and in the 40s and 50s. I can talk with my son, and the stuff that 50-year-old men do is the same stuff that he laughs at, because he's just like, wait a minute, I just did that last week. And you mean grown men are still doing this? So where are we drawing the line? This is why, and I'm so glad that you all brought up all these points, because what I'm trying to get to is how do we recognize when to draw the line if this is what my preference is because I feel like it's comfortable and maybe I haven't explored myself and then you have a person who's just on the verge of awakening and these two come together
3: I mean it comes from communication. Yeah, that. that's, that's, be the that's, line. that's that's really what it is, it's communication. And and so and how do we communicate?
0: Because we don't talk on that level. When we first meet each other, who talks on that level? No, well,
1: it, for it, starters, it, it you it gotta depends. check your own demons. No, like I, it's hard I, to go into a yeah. relationship and you're right. judging people for stuff that you do. Right. You know, or or that's for,
2: not fair.
3: I talk for, about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And yeah. I talk
2: about this with, with, with my sons. I have, I have a fifteen year old. Who had his first sexual experience? He talked to me about, mm-hmm. and I have a twenty-two, soon to be twenty-three-year-old, mm-hmm. and we talk about his sexual encounters and when he first started having sex. And I think some of the behaviors that of that demographic—you said men in their fifties are still doing the same things as men in their twenties. I think some of that is true. It's probably a smaller a hope for a, a smaller demographic no, it's a percent. Lot. It's a lot. Oh God. Okay. Well, that's scary. <laughs> um, because you know, fifty. Somebody that's 15 to 22, 23, you know, mm-hmm. um, is their front, like we said, their frontal lobes are underdeveloped. They're still very mm-hmm. impulsive. So that's very scary to think that 50, or I'm, I'm going to say concerned, <laughs> concerning that someone in their 50s or 55 is still um, behaving the same way. The gentleman right. who
0: his dick out was in his 50s.
2: Okay.
3: okay. Yeah. Right. Um, well, some things, like, some things are not age specific and some things right. are. So it's, you know, hopefully as you get older, your communication will improve as time goes on. Um, but a lot, the thing is, if a, fun, if a behavior is functional, like, so when you're experimenting with different behaviors as you are matriculating through, mm-hmm. through your, you know, your, your, your you late know adolescence, saying, yeah. you know, the behaviors that are functional and work are the behaviors that you're going to carry into adulthood. So if you learn something like, Okay, this works and this is successful for me and this is I have good results when I do it, you're gonna keep doing that until you stop getting good results. And if you always have good results, you're gonna do that till you die.
0: So let me ask this then, because this is really the crux of it, and I know we're almost out of time, so I'm gonna have to, you know, get some short answers from you guys. But so considering that you're you're looking at a mixture of people who are consensual mm-hmm. and how far they would go, like some somebody probably would have appreciated and a red penis in their face uh, for breakfast <laughs> at the bakery, <laughs> um, whereas, you know, a lot of people would not. Um, when you're approaching people, I think, you know, it's kind of hard to, you can't really judge, and we're not asking to judge anybody, but it's about sensitivity to who that other person is. So I think when you meet people, probably it's a good idea to kind of gauge them, and see rather than be impulsive right but so in in communication
2: right with caution so
0: right so if you were you know if you were to say you know to give advice to somebody because especially with you two as clinicians if you were to give advice to somebody you know about um you know how they would go about approaching a situation you know approaching somebody you know paying attention to clues Mm -hmm. that maybe this person is not comfortable i think we don't do that right we don't do that and it's because also we have to acknowledge 90% Ninety percent of
2: communication is nonverbal that was gonna pay attention to so for right. for me and I'm sure for you as a clinician as well and just as a parent as as a person um as a friend as 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 a part of everything else I pay attention to what's said and mm-hmm. I pay attention to what's not said mm-hmm. and what's not said is the verbal cues and for me i'm not Um, passive with my conversation if I see or feel like someone is getting uncomfortable I will ask or say I'm sorry am I making you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I will reposition myself but that's the initiative that I take and I think more people should probably Mm -hmm. you know take that initiative or just learn that's something that's learned just pay attention just pay attention to something outside of come outside of your own set uh, outside of your own head I'm sorry and look Mm -hmm. at other people outside of your own self and be considerate um, and be respectful. And for me, I never want to cause trauma or um, hardship to, to anybody else. Mm-hmm. So that includes with my opinion, with my sexuality, or with my sexual aggression, all of that. That takes all the fun mm-hmm. <laughs> out of it. And and um, it, it destroys rapport and connection. Mm-hmm. So the, those are some of, just some of my thoughts okay. when it comes
3: to that. Okay, Ono. Uh-huh. So, for me, it's as a especially as a guy, get verbal consent before you anything involving your penis. <laughs> get verbal consent because and people be like, "Oh, it kills the mood, does it?" I don't care because Ono does not do jail, so Ono will get consent. And like, even if it's unnecessary, people rolling their eyes, whatever, I'm like, is it okay if I, like, in that situation, if I think you are interested in seeing my penis the first time you meet me in the in the lobby of a bakery, I'm going to say, hey, you want to see my penis? Is it okay if I pull it out? And then when you're like, hell no, I'm like, oh, okay, she doesn't want that. And then you, is there's a video that is like, sex is like offering someone a drink. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't walk up to them and put the drink down their throat. You're like, hey, would you uh, offer them coffee? Would you like some coffee? Sure, I would love some coffee. Here's a coffee. And then if they decide that yeah. now I have the coffee, I don't want to drink the coffee. You don't force the coffee down their throat because they said they wanted the coffee. And like if they're laying down and sleep, but they had liked coffee last week, you don't pour the coffee down their throat. But, right? you know, it's like, it's the same mindset. It's like, you know, would you like some coffee? You know, yes, you, I would. You okay. Nice. So for, yeah. for
2: colleges now, they're giving out um, what, what, like they call how to rape and how not to rape. You know what rape is like. They call manuals because it's gotten so rampant. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hey, here's what rape is. Here's what consenting sex is. And unfortunately, they've had to put it in the manual. Yeah.
1: But
0: and it's, it's not necessary. necessary. And that's necessary. why. So that's why I wanted to set this tone for this. Okay, let's go right. you
1: know, I think the dating culture now is not at a point where people are willing to understand each other. Mm-hmm. Where it's easy to cancel somebody for something that a meme told you to cancel them for. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and, and the memes are triggering because, you know, you like and I'm not going to lie, I look at these memes and I'm like, I remember when in 1999 when, <laughs> you know, so-and-so made me feel this way. So it's triggering and it makes you, you know, it makes you reflect, like, why did I do that? But I think that uh, it's a culture mixed with a breach of boundaries and a sense of entitlement. And with both those going hand-in-hand, that's how we end up with so much, so many issues surrounding consent. I uh, have the hard conversations now. I didn't always do it. I pay attention to the red flags now. A lot of us ignore red flags the whole time and think that the unicorn is going to show up at the end with the pot of gold and the rainbow and all of that. So I do feel, you know, you can't gauge what other people do, but you know who you are and what you want. And if those are your boundaries, you stick with them. Mm -hmm. You know, If somebody, like Takesha said earlier, if somebody does something that's a deal breaker, like you out somewhere and then they decide, you know, pull up real quick and then they rob the bank. Well, you wasn't ready for that. (laughs) <laughs> right. Are you supposed yeah. to stay with this person because you all in love? Y'all been together two years and they go robbed the bank? Is that not a deal breaker for you or is it? So I think um, an understanding of who you are should let you know.
2: Be clear on that first. Yeah, let yeah. you know spend, where you need to go. With yourself, be clear on that and then become grounded in it. So when you're put in situations, you're able to, to stand firm um, and you're able to walk away without them making you feel guilty or less than.
0: I thank you all for um, all of your answers, because you all really uh, just dug in to the real deep areas that I wanted to tap into, so thank you, because every single person contributed in just the way that I was looking forward to today, so I appreciate it. Um, just uh, before we go, we're almost out of time, I just wanted to highlight a couple of things um, that was said during this conversation. One is to make sure your boundaries are healthy, you know, I know this is having relationships in the age of me, too. And so there's already angst. Lots of men are saying, well, I don't know if I'm going to, you know. They, they, they're being hypersensitive. And this is, you know, understand this is not about you. It's about the other person. It's about paying attention. Pa- make sure your boundaries are healthy as a person mm-hmm. when you're going into dating. Um, and for both of you, you know, what, for you as a each individual, going into that relationship has to be responsible for paying attention to their own feelings. And you have to be, you, you need to pay attention to the other person. You do. Because uh, that's yeah. the cues. Yeah. You know, because in all those cases I mentioned, I, I, you know, where I was grabbed and kissed, I didn't give them any verbal cues. No verbal cues, no physical cues. I gave that man no physical cues to pull out nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, pay attention to the other person, to how they respond to you, and then you'll probably have a lot more success. I thank you all for joining us today for the show. Thank you. Uh, for all of my special guest hosts for coming in today, uh, and I just would like for you all to join us next week, three o'clock. Uh, join our our hangout, officialdfd.com. and just want to say the last thing is uh, be intentional with your plans and manifest your best. See you next week, everybody. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our show. Tune in every Sunday at 3 p.m. at OfficialDFD.com. Follow us on social media at OfficialDFD. Your dynamic, your dialogue. Come get some.